Hello and welcome to Cindy and Friends. I'm your host, Cindy Gross, and I invite you to bond with those you agree with and even some of your foes. We have insights and analysis and exclusive interviews from those newsmakers and trendsetters who share facts and opinions about what is making the headlines in today's world. Thank you for tuning in. We are at the WGBB studios here on Long Island. We are airing throughout the tri-state area. You can download and listen to us anytime on every major podcast outlet. And you can follow my articles as they are featured on the Times of Israel, Israel National News, Your America TV, and Newsmax. And now, Cindy and Friends. Hello and welcome to Cindy and Friends, where everyone is welcome for engaging conversation, lots of actual facts, and yes, even some opinion. I am your host, Cindy Gross. I'm very excited to be with you, and I thank you for your following each and every week. And like I say every week, this is not my show, this is our show. Together we make a difference. Uh, we have a huge show this week. It's going to be focusing on the political world. And why do I say uh, focusing on the political world? Because so many of you are so disgusted with everything going on in politics, whether it's local politics in your community, whether it's school boards with education, or whether or not it's the presidential campaigns leading up to November. Because I am telling you right now, If you don't know what's going on from a factual source, from more than one factual source, and you don't go out and vote, you have nobody else to blame when the people you don't want elected get elected and or reelected. And when our world goes into even a crazier chaos than it is right now. But before we get into today's show, you know, each and every week we open up with our pearls of wisdom because I am Zisel Peril, which means sweet pearl in Yiddish. And I can't think of anything sweeter than this opening segment. So join me in the show and let's actually have some positive, constructive discussion on politics. My opening might sound like a broken record, but it can't be any more important today than it was yesterday, and it's going to be even more important tomorrow. And that is really knowing the facts of education and really deciding what sources you are going to believe. I'm going to give you a little hint. I want you to take the name Joe Biden out of politics, and I want you to take the name Donald Trump out of politics. I want you to look at issues. And when you think about issues as a realistic person of how your everyday life is, then we can actually say we have a discussion that most of us agree on. 
that most of us are concerned about. And that will help you make better choices on who to get involved with this election. And when I say get involved, it doesn't mean your local elections alone. You should be learning the names of every candidate. I'm not telling you to memorize them, but to have ideas of people running in other states for Congress and for Senate, because their vote always affects you, whether or not it's something they're voting on with money and budgets, whether or not it's national security, which includes the border of U.S. state, whether or not it's going to be about education funds, because federal funding goes to 50 states, whether or not it's even talking about executive orders of sexism, racism, uh, any kind of hate. And of course, let's talk about the judicial system, which I'm going to talk about later this show. I am telling you right now, people are totally, totally confused and don't know what they're talking about. And how do I know? Because I speak to people every day. I go out to lunch. I go out to dinner. I'm in business meetings. I'm in family discussions. And things are told to me that I'm aware of factually incorrect. And if I try to tell somebody where to look, they tell me right away, oh, you're on one side. And then I tell them, no, look at other places as well. It simply doesn't make sense. I'm telling you to go to the supermarkets now with a pad and pencil and start marking down prices every week you go, because most of us go at least once a week to a supermarket. And sometimes we're even amazed how much prices go up from Monday to Friday and how expensive it is on a Friday. It doesn't take much to take a little pad with you in and a pencil and do some old-fashioned writing and compare prices from day to day or gas prices, or thinking about getting an electric car, or counting how many violent acts are in the communities you live in that aren't reported as the major news story of the night. Or think about the places around the world where you don't want to go travel anymore because you don't feel unsafe. Or safety. Go count up how many train uh, wrecks there were, plane issues this year, delays. Go count the cost of tickets of a local train ride. For me, it could be the New York City subway or it could be Long Island Railroad or any of the branches of trains that go to and from New York City. But for you guys who are out of the tri-state area, you have the same kind of system. How much were subway uh, tokens in U.S. City two years ago versus today? And with that increase, did service increase for you or decrease? I want you to go and think about how many roads in your communities have potholes and infrastructure discussed and how many more flat tires you are getting. Because I know me and my friends... We have that discussion also. Something as simple as going to have to buy for a few hundred dollars a brand new tire because construction people are so irresponsible with loose nails. 
on major uh, streets in your community that you have to travel on. And when you start talking like this, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, well then, you know what? Those opposite you in your community, I'm not talking about elected officials. I'm talking about real people like you and like me. Well, then there's a very big difference in the discussion. There's a huge difference in how we handle things and how we think about voting. People think that Super Tuesday is going to make a very big difference. It made a big difference for Joe Biden in 2020 because beforehand, everybody thought that the Democratic nominees were going to be Susan Klobuchar or Pete Buttigieg. And we know what happened when um, Congressman Clyburn in South Carolina endorsed Joe Biden. But I will tell you, if things are going the way they are going, that black vote that the Democrats depend on, that minority Hispanic vote, that minority gay vote, that minority suburban women vote, if these people start to think logically and start to think about their lives instead of what biased medias and political influences try to tell you to believe, then there's only one choice. Is our country ready for a third party? We keep hearing people are hungry for it, but are we re- hungry enough or two parties? Are you thinking about voting for a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. or a, a mansion if he decides to go in? These are all really big questions that have to be answered, but at this stage of the game is 2024 the year of the new parties. You know, our Constitution, our forefathers, when they wrote the Declaration of Independence and every great uh, legal document that has been written in regards to uh, government rule and control was written with thoughts in mind about the future. Are we willing to rewrite history in a time where we can lose our superpower status around the world? Are you really paying attention to what's going around the world being said about America and the actions taken, including last week, what went on where three American soldiers were killed? Are you really thinking that China is sitting quietly, that Poland is going to not wake up one morning without the threat of war? We just celebrated International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And to Jews and non-Jews and even our Arab friends, it would be a good time to really go back and learn the facts of how Hitler rose to power and how people looked the other way and said, not here, it couldn't happen to me. Well, it did happen and it can happen again if you don't stay focused on issues and know and learn the facts of history. And today we're going to focus on two uh, congressional seats 
from North Carolina. And why do I say North Carolina while we're here in New York? Because North Carolina is one of those states that's not talked about enough that can make the difference in 2024. And one of the powers that New Yorkers have is to get to know before people are elected who they are, what they represent, and how their state's issues connect with ours because we are 50 states, the United States of America. I'll be back after this commercial. Many software projects become successful every year, growing businesses, saving time and money, and providing freedom from stress and frustration. However, not all software projects are successful. Why? What makes software successful? Paying attention to the end-user satisfaction. With JobBase, every software project is a success because every project is built with the end-user in mind. Save time, save money, improve and grow your business. The product is amazing. When I got the finished project, I was so happy with the result. They delivered higher than my expectation. As a project manager at JobBase, we commit ourselves to ensuring that every single product we have will succeed. Visit us at www.jobbase.io. That's www.jobase.io. Or email us at sales at jobbase.io. Be the next success story. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. Welcome back. Joining us now is somebody who joined us uh, before the 2022 campaigns, who is now running again for Congress in North Carolina. And the reason why I think it's so important for people around the country to look at North Carolina is because not enough is being said about how many people from blue states like New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut have moved down to North Carolina and it's going to be interesting to see if they take their liberal policies with them. And also, there was a redistricting in North Carolina. Sandy Smith is joining us, and she is an American first, pro-life, pro-guns, pro-military, freedom-loving patriot. And she is running for the United States Congress in the first district. Welcome to the show. Hi, Cindy. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an honor to have you back, and I give you a lot of uh, support. And also, I have to say, for somebody to run again after having such a hard defeat, I really congratulate you on that effort. Many of us, including myself, would not do that again, even though we've been asked. So why do you think 2024 is the year? Well, first, let's go back to the 2022 race. I actually overperformed after Nancy Pelosi spent $6.2 million against me. Uh, I've moved this district upwards and over of 25 points towards the right. And had it not been for Nancy Pelosi's money, uh, I would be a sitting congresswoman right now. Had they not gerrymandered our districts in 2022, I would be a sitting congresswoman right now. So now that we have the new districts, um, I would have uh, won under the new district map. I am going to finish the job that we started that the Patriots 
you know, want to see happen. And that is take back our country, you know, get rid of these radicals that really do not stand for what we believe in. Like I said, it's going to be very interesting. We're talking about several races around the country, several states. We don't talk about North Carolina a lot. What do you see happening today in North Carolina that the entire country should be focusing on? Well, first of all, they are, uh, they're focused on, you know, what's happening with our economy. They're focused on what's happening down in our border. And you're absolutely right. We have had thousands and thousands of people that have left up, you know, up north to come down here seeking freedom. I mean, when the schools are telling them they have to mask their children, their employers are telling them they have to uh, mask up and get a, a, a vaccine if they want to work. And then also telling them that they can't go to a restaurant. Now it's opened up a great deal more now, but back during, you know, the, 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 crisis, if you will, in the, in the pan- pandemic or some say pandemic, um, it was horrific what they were doing to folks up there. And, you know, we've, we've just seen these people come. Most of them have not brought their liberal ideology. Hopefully that remains the, to, you know, the, the way they, they remain. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, we, we can um, do, do get stuff done by securing our border helping our economy get back on track, open our energy. You know, we talked about 2022. I received more votes than any Republican ever in the history of this district. And that is why we've had so much support from uh, across the aisle, from from Republicans, uh, you know, across the district, because they see how strong I am and they know exactly that I, that I don't mess around. I, I, I do what I say I'm going to do. I'm a woman of my words, if they say. Okay, what do you think about uh, North Carolina and the presidential campaign? Where do you see Republicans going? Well, this is definitely Trump country. North Carolina, we delivered President Trump in 2020, and I believe we're going to do the same again here in 2024. Uh, The we have very you know the the liberal areas are the high density metropolitan areas, but we're very rural in a lot of areas of our state. Very red. So I think that's going to play a lot into it. And, you know, the people are fed up. They, they're, they're wanting, they want a new president. They want President Trump back. And they want a new governor here in North Carolina. We have Mark Robinson, who's leading the polls and will be our next governor here in North Carolina. So North Carolina is going to turn from being a purple state, state to a bright, bright red state in 2024. You are a military family. We see what's going on around the world. What do you say to fellow American patriots about military, about being a family involved in the military, and what's going on? Well, I will say as a military uh, family, my daughter served in the United States Marines. My father-in-law was an original 13, a Delta Force, and my dad served in the Korean War. My grandfather in the World War I. Um, so I've, I've got my family that has, has served in different wars and conflicts. But the struggle is real for for military families. It is a family affair because when you're missing one uh, from that table on Christmas or New Year's or on Easter, it, it, it hurts and it's difficult. And you have to be strong because you know that they are overseas fighting to protect our freedom that we have here. So we, we definitely need to support our military and, um, you know, we need to take better care of them. I mean, look at even our veterans. We need to take better care of our veterans. Uh, here in North Carolina, I, I get phone call after phone call from veterans that cannot get the care that they need in a timely fashion. I mean, I had some some 
veterans that have waited upwards of 12 months to get a pre-authorization to seek care. That's unacceptable. These folks have, have fought, served honorably, and we should uh, take care of them. It is our time to take care of these folks. They should be able to seek care where they want care, when they want care. So we, we definitely need to take care of our military and stand behind them 100%. Tell us a little bit about District 1 in North Carolina. So District 1 is a very rural district. Farming is one of our number one industries throughout our state, but we are a very much a farm community. My husband and I are farmers, and we also run a construction company. But our, we have 137 acres that we actually plant row crops on. Uh, we also have um, a rare species of pigs that we raise um, called a kunikun pig. But this is a small town community, uh, family values. And, you know, they're, you know, we're, st- we're one of the, we're not a very wealthy district in our state. Um, and that is because, you know, we've been neglected for decades by the Democrat radical representation. They just don't really fight for us. And, you know, we've seen a lot of the families, you know, that run farms and stuff, their, their children leave because there's no opportunities here. So we need to focus on building opportunities here in the first district. And finally, with the war in Israel as the Jewish patriot, I know you are a very deeply religious family and you're a Christian Zionist who supports Israel. Tell us a little bit what you would like to do as a congresswoman in regard to the Middle East and support of Israel. Well, let me say this 100%. I support Israel. We must support Israel. They are our, our only true ally in the region. And we, you know, we need to make sure that we support them in any way we can. Have you, um, have you thought about legislation you would like to see? Uh, you see what's going on in Washington right now with, uh, money, with, uh, some of the squad members, what's being said, fighting anti-Semitism. Have you thought about anything you would like to do as a Congresswoman? Well, it's absolutely disgusting and they should be removed from Congress, period. We should never have folks with that kind of ideology and that kind of opinion of Israel representing anyone in the United States. And so they need to be removed, uh, you know, formally. Um, But we need to, we need to be standing behind Israel and, and stop playing games. We, you know, they were attacked. Hamas is a terrorist group and, you know, and I agree with a lot of folks, they need to be wiped off the face of this earth. And um, what they did is horrific. We want, you know, everyone wants peace in the Middle East as well, and just like Israel wants peace. And that's exactly what we need to be striving for here in the U.S. Finally, where can our audience reach out to you, support you, learn more about you? And if they want to help uh, with gatherings, don't forget, people, this is a seat we can easily pick up. We need to take back, not only keep the House, but we need to take back the Senate, take back the White House, and everything is going to have a trickle effect in 2024. So tell everybody where they can reach you. That's super easy. Just go to sandysmithnc.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms at sandysmithnc. If you go to my website, check out, read about me. And if you uh, can, hit that donate button, chip it a couple dollars. We'd really appreciate that. That a, a few dollars goes a long way. And if you can max out, that's even better. But thank you, Cindy. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I'm telling my audience, I'm really watching about five states around the country. I think they're the ones that are going to make the difference in 2024. I do believe, and we say this all the time, but because of what's going on around the world, 
that uh, our life right now in America is at stake. And this is the most important election of all times. And we must make sure, I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican, a progressive or a conservative, we must make sure that we have legitimate voters voting safely, voting fairly. You're absolutely right. You 100%. Matter of fact, this race here in North Carolina, this is you're such a smart lady, I'm telling you. This is one of the top targeted districts in the country that they are watching. So to know that you are, are dialed in and watching this one just speaks volumes. Well, thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. Thank you and God bless you guys. Are you looking for the perfect gift or simply want to treat yourself? Check out SophieCruzAtelier.com. We carry a chic, highly curated selection of jewelry, bags, accessories, and clothing that will elevate your style. Order now on SophieCruzAtelier.com and have your Sophie goodies in days. Hi, I'm Brianna Cannon. I'm a Texas-based fashion designer making women's accessories, clothing, and shoes. We love to dress multi-generations, head to toe. Our entire motto is making the world a prettier place, one sparkly accessory at a time. We have seasonal products for every major holiday and occasion, and we really just love to make our customers feel pretty and spread joy with our ruffles and bows and rhinestones. You can follow us on Instagram at Brianna Cannon Official, shop online at BriannaCannon.com. You can follow us on Facebook, and if you're in the Texas area, please come to our retail store in Plano, Texas. We hope to see you soon. Welcome back to the show, and I'm bringing back my, for lack of a better word, partner in crime when it comes to discussing anti-Semitism, because he is somebody who knows the facts, who reads materials over and over again, and who speaks to people, many people, before he either writes a column, gives a speech in public, or um, actually does some grassroots activism leadership. And I'm talking about Scott Cushing from Long Island, but he's known internationally through his extremely popular column in the Times of Israel. He just wrote a very important column we're going to talk about. And Scott, thanks so much for joining me as we have a few minutes now to discuss fighting anti-Semitism and really when I say fighting anti-Semitism, I say fighting Judeo-Christian values, fighting democracy. You know, anti-Semitism, while we are being hit the hardest around the world as Jews, we are really fighting the battle for world common sense. And you know that better than nobody else. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Real honor to be with you again, Cindy. Well, you are on a show featuring North Carolina congressional candidates who are grassroots activists who are veterans and have uh, family members in the military who are from different backgrounds than from you and I. One lives on a farm. Uh, one is much younger than us and part of a different generation. But yet we all have something in common. We see hate. We see America's world status falling apart. And we also probably agree that it's real work, hard work, that wins and not a lot of talk. And you are really good at understanding that. You just wrote an, a 
incredible article about the International Red Cross and tell everybody in a few sentences about the International Red Cross and why they really are not using the money that America and other really important uh, democratic countries give to them. It's not using the money in the right way. Well, the uh, International Red Cross has come under a lot of scrutiny as well as criticism because of what I would refer to as their lack of action and uh, looking the other way. Um, after October 7th, a few days later, um, staff for the uh, International Red Cross uh, went on social media platforms. And instead of actually uh, addressing the situation and telling the truth, um, they tried to, uh, what I would call, wash it away. And at the same time, talk about, uh, you know, the issue in terms of the Palestinian side of the situation, which in that case was the Hamas side. And not even talk about the hostages, the people who were killed, the 1,400. And then as, uh, you know, the situation developed, uh, the International Red Cross um, was called out. And a very uh, telling and emotional flashpoint was when uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu met with the uh, uh, Red Cross representatives and asked them, gee, um, why is it that you can't bring medicines to people who are hostages? Why is it that you can't do this or that? And the International Red Cross uh, did what I would call one of the best tap dancing jobs I've ever seen in my life. Um, they probably could have uh, gotten America's greatest talent shows and uh, actually won the award because uh, what they did was they uh, they played a game and they continue to play a game. Um, Jake Tapper of CNN, who, you know, uh, if you're a Republican or you're a conservative, Jake is probably not your cup of tea. But for uh, anybody who watched that day, they saw true reporting. Jake Tapper took the International Red Cross spokesperson to task and uh, talked to him specifically about their actions as it related to meeting with families of hostage members. And instead of the International Red Cross showing compassion and trying to help, they lectured the hostage families about the other side of the equation. And in this case, I it was it all the time. a terrorist. I watch it. I like to watch MSNBC and CNN, and I do watch the three major networks because I like to know what my enemy, what I consider them my enemy because they don't represent what I think. But I think we need to know all sides because not everything Fox and neither some of the other ones say is true. And we have seen this over and over again, especially I have seen it personally with education in my arena. So, Well, I can, I can give you a great example of that, and you're right. You do have to listen to all sides of an equation. I was in New York City just uh, about two weeks ago, and I ran into uh, Donnie Deutsch at a restaurant in Manhattan. And I walked right up to him and I said, thank you. Uh, thank you for you know standing up and to say something about Israel and calling out what's really happening over there. And, you know, Donnie Deutsch, to his uh, great credit, uh, said what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And on this score, he wasn't going to be silent. So you're right. You do have to listen to, to all sides of the equation. But in this particular situation with the International Red Cross, you know, there's a history there. We all know that history. World War II, very specifically, you know, they have a lot of uh, issues on their hands when it comes to anti-Semitism. And they had to be brought yet again, kicking and screaming, in my opinion, uh, to actually apologize for it. And in this case, I still don't see the actions that I believe would be um would be uh, acceptable. And instead, what they did was they put out a fact sheet as to what they can and cannot do. And I just find it fascinating that the fact sheet doesn't even represent 
or actually explain their comments that they made on their own social media platforms. So, you know what, you know, it's not what you uh, say in many uh, respects, it's what you do. And we see what they do. And I come from a very unique perspective on this issue with the International Red Cross. Uh, As a young man, I was on the board of directors of an American Red Cross chapter. So, and I've actually attended Red Cross national conventions. So I'm not a person who just sits there and throws a rock on the side. I was a person who uh, actually volunteered for the American Red Cross, went to disaster or preparedness drills, participated in board meetings, and worked very hard to expand disaster services to people who were impacted in the United States and specifically upstate New York. So I bring a perspective that's, quite frankly, it's, it's a truthful one. It's one of actual having been, been there and been in action. So the International Red Cross is a lot to answer for. But to go back to your initial uh, you know, uh, part of your introduction, speaking about North Carolina. North Carolina is a very, very important state in this political uh, uh, season. And one of the reasons is, and you, and you kind of touched on it, you know, uh, the people who are running for office in North Carolina, as well as in Michigan and some of these swing states, these purplish states, you know, they will have a very unique and meaningful impact on this issue of the war of terror and what happens in Israel. And as you said, Judeo-Christian values. And one of the reasons why is that, you know, we need more than just Jewish representatives to get up there and fight the fight. And when you have um, Republican candidates, conservative-leaning candidates who can actually bring this message forward and talk about it, in a very uh, substantial and meaningful way, you know, they're going to have an incredible impact because right now what we're seeing is a lot of um, uh, Democrats in the Congress who have been there for quite some time, who do have experience, who are center, uh, I would say center left, they're retiring. And one of the biggest concerns that I think that uh, many people on all sides of the political equation is that they're being replaced by very, very left-leaning, progressive, socialist squad wannabes. And when you uh, increase the numbers of the squad and people who are supportive of the squad, that's what, that's a, that's a real danger sign, not just for Jews, but for Christians. Absolutely. And I'm going to just add to you, you know, you mentioned Donnie Deutsch. I actually have a history with Donnie Deutsch when I was working in advertising and marketing, and I'm going back 40 years ago. But I will tell you, and this is why this is different and that you and I have a different perspective. Yes, he he says the things that he wants about Israel and he probably believes it is a proud Jew, which is better than 95% of the public figures right now who really have power. But he says it, but then in the next step, he is one of those people that still would never think of voting outside of the Democratic Party and has criticized for years Donald Trump. Couldn't give Donald Trump credit when he moved the embassy to Jerusalem. Couldn't give Donald Trump the credit that he deserved for having a presidency with absolutely no wars. He was probably one of those people that mocked President Trump when at the time he was at a world summit and stepped in front of everybody as the world leader, as opposed to Joe Biden, who can't even get off a stage and know which way to go. I mean, uh, they had him talking to a wall getting off a campaign uh, trail this week. So this is why politics is more important than talk. It's actions and it's votes. And that's why I'm telling everybody, 
Don't be shy about learning the truth about people. Talk is cheap. We're learning that right now with anti-Semitism, and you and I, I know, agree on this to a degree, that there is a lot of talk on social media. Oh, I don't support, you know, terrorism, or I don't, you know, I don't support, um, I support the end of anti-Semitism, but yet anti-Semitism is growing. Hate crimes are growing. Random attacks on innocent people walking to a supermarket or a synagogue or a church is growing. Carjackings are growing. And it's when Donald Trump says that the United States is in key form to have terror attacks here, especially with this open border, that's not limiting hate to Jews. That's attacking every one of us. So the action, the knowledge is so important, but the action to actually get out and vote and support people, even if it means making phone calls a half an hour or a week for a candidate who believes in your issues, even someone not in your state, because with the great use of, of all the apps we have on our phones, you can do it and it doesn't cost you anything. It's extremely important because the grassroots, middle America, are words that we don't hear. Small businesses, we are the backbone that made us a superpower. And we are going to be the backbone that keeps us a superpower. Well, I think you, you do make a couple of very good points. I think what I would uh, look at and I would point to for people who are looking for information is just take a look at what's happening in New York City. You have a Democratic mayor, uh, an almost entirely Democratic city council with the, with the exception of maybe eight or nine council members. That are powerless because they're the, in the minority and they have zero seats in Manhattan. And what's happening is you've had uh, several protests with thousands of people going down main streets. And this is all you need to know. Uh, just last weekend, we had uh, people stop in front of Memorial Sloan Kettering. Think about it, a cancer institution. Cancer doesn't uh, discriminate as to whether or not you're a Democrat or Republican. And what did they do? They stood in front of Memorial Sloan Kettering, uh, this mob of people, and were chanting and screaming at the, at the, at the hospital. And there's a, there's a set of windows there on one of the floors. It's a child's pediatric cancer care unit. These are children who could be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of age, receiving cancer treatments and are probably in the fight of their lives. And what's happening? They're having a mob of people stand in front of them and scream at them that they're murderers, that they're this, they're that. And what was the justification? Well, you know, Memorial Sloan Kettering takes money from Zionists, from Israelis, from Jews. This is what we've come down to. We have uh, Israeli stores, restaurants in New York City that are having uh, windows broken. And we have Uh, to wrap this up. Let's finish up the last sentence. The point being is, Unless people start to wake up and see what's going on and see what's happening, you know, you're not going to take action. And action is what's needed right now. And you have to get out there and vote and you have to make your voice heard. Well, I can't agree with you more. And the sad thing is now people, I'm just going to end with this. The the thing now is when you take an oath, when you become a doctor or any health professional, I mean, there are Jewish doctors, Arab doctors, Every kind of professional, whether it's a nurse or a technology, a technical person, a therapist, 
Mm-hmm. Now, you have people scared to go into medical facilities because they're wondering who is working on them and if it's going to be impacted, which is a whole other discussion we'll have you back for. Scott Cushing, Times of Israel articles, don't miss it. And again, learn the facts, just like Scott does before he writes each and every article. Thanks so much Thank for joining Cindy and Thanks, friends. Cindy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Allie Arts. I have been in the beauty industry for over 25 years. I became a salon owner five years ago when I purchased Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. I had a vision to create a warm, welcoming environment where you can have your hair done, meet great people, and leave feeling wonderful about yourself. Unfortunately, as we all know, that is not always the feeling you get when you walk into salons. Often we feel judged, not good enough, and it's just not what it should be. My goal was to take away those ugly bits of the beauty industry. We have a saying hanging on the wall in the salon, surround yourself with beauty and kindness. And we strive to create that environment and ambiance every day. We are a full service salon offering hair, skin, and nail customizable treatments. There is truly something for everyone. We pride on ourselves of having a multi-generational clientele. And the reason behind this is because I've always been a working mom. It has been important to me to be able to utilize my time in a way that I can get all of my services done as well as my family. Hi there. My name is Sid Mandelbaum and I'm the founder of Rock and Wrap It Up. We're an anti-poverty think tank that over the years have fed over 1 billion people and have also written laws so that uh, federal governments and states can uh, acquire food from uh, federal and state agencies. We would need your help for a couple of things. First, uh, we have a very robust program in schools, and we teach students how to save food and then give it to people that are at risk in their communities. We also need uh, interns to help us with our advocacy work, and if you're interested in doing any kind of reaching out to governments, we could help you uh, with laws that we've written to get them passed. Thank you so much. You could reach us at one eight seven seven six nine one food, or just call five one six two nine five zero six seven zero. Thank you so much. Welcome back. Joining us now is a very young, energetic, but he is known for his intelligence. Uh, candidate for Congress in North Carolina's 13th district, which is probably around the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area. We hear a lot about that around the country, especially Chapel Hill, the college area. Also, it's a military area. He is known to many of you for his appearances on Fox News and Newsmax as a intelligence uh, specialist in the military. Matt Schumacher, thank you so much for joining us. Like I've been telling my audience, I'm watching four or five states, maybe not the ones that everybody else is looking at, but I'm looking at North Carolina because I think based on what is going on in the world and how I see the trends of the state. I think it's going to go from purple to deep red. And you do not 
you're not shy about saying you're an America First candidate. So first of all, you are in a primary. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Cindy, very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And yes, as you mentioned, I am an America First candidate. So tell us why you would want to run for office at this time, because right now, Washington, first of all, has a percentage of favorability of less than 20 percent. Life for a candidate and then later an elected official is a 24-7 job. And uh, we see what happens. We see enough of the headlines. So why do you want to, after you've been such a a, uh, proud serviceman, an award-winning serviceman, uh, want to run for Congress at this time? Well, usually when I'm asked that question, my first instinct is to respond with self-hatred is the reason I'm doing this more than anything. But no, so the reason why I decided to jump in, you know, despite all of the reasons why one wouldn't want to join based off of what you just said, is I was actually on active duty orders with the Navy up until about six months ago. And when I was on active duty, I had a wonderful command that I worked with. But they fell into what I can only best describe as institutionalized thinking, right? They tried to send me at one point TDY, which is the military term for um, uh, a business trip, and it was going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars. I I pushed back and said, I can do my job from my desk and just do Zoom calls into whomever I needed to to save them money. And they laughed and they said, well, we don't really worry about that here. And it bothered me so much because a couple days beforehand, uh, one of my sailors came to me and said that he and his family were on food stamps. And I looked into it, and it turns out that one in four service members are either on food stamps or food insecure. And so from one end, I'm being told that my guys can't even eat. And on the other, I'm being told to spend wildly. And so the sense of where in the world is there accountability in Washington that's what it really came down to for me. That's why I decided to join or that's why I decided to jump into the race. And in all honesty, you know, coming down to it, yes, I absolutely am an America first candidate. But more than anything, I want to be effective in Washington. That is what it comes down to for me. Well, you know, it's become a terrible thing to say America first. We all should be America first. That's not a political statement. That's a national statement. That's a, a feeling of pride of your nationality, of where you come from. All of a sudden, Donald Trump became president, and it became taboo. We are all, or we all should be, America first. So tell me a little bit, um, we've had a little discussion off the record about Israel and your uh, support of the Jewish people, uh, anti-Semitism. You are in a, in a college area. So you know what's going on. You actually volunteered to tell me where your stands are. Now, tell everybody in our audience, because we have many Jewish, but also many uh, non-Jewish supporters of Israel who are listening right now. Sure. So from my perspective, despite the fact that I'm not Jewish, I think that the Jewish state is probably the best hope that we have in the Middle East in particular but they stand shoulder to shoulder with us here in America. That is that is how I see it. When I was with Central Command, I liaised often with IDF uh, service members. And I got a chance to know them. I got a chance to understand the way that they think and the pressures that they're under because they, they certainly don't share the same pressures that we do in America. 
you know, you, you know this better than anyone else in, in the sense of with things that's going on in Gaza, with things that are going on in the West Bank or in Lebanon, for that matter. It only takes a few minutes for any rocket to come into Israeli territory. That's not pressure that we in America have to live under. Right. And so seeing that mentality that they have working with them and really trying to get to know them, it was just a wonderful experience. And it just taught me how much we in America need them as a strong ally in the Middle East. Tell us about your district. Sure. So District 13 uh, is uh, actually it's the outskirts area, if you will, of the Raleigh um, area, the triangle, if you will, in in North Carolina. Um, We actually just got district lines finalized. Um, about two months ago or so. So it's actually relatively new. Um, but it is a very Republican seat at this point. We're expecting it to be anywhere between an R plus seven and an R plus 10 district. Previously, it was about an R plus two. And actually, the current incumbent is himself a Democrat. So we're going to flip this seat. And, and, you know, I mentioned to you earlier, uh, off, off the, uh, the screen that, uh, we just got some internal polling done. We haven't published it yet, but I will say that the numbers are extremely promising and that we are currently leading in the polls. So I'm excited to, to get those out, uh, and publish those. So hopefully by the time that this gets posted, well, you know, th- those numbers will be published. So tell us, you are not a career politician. You never even held public office. No, ma'am. No. I mean, it, so when it comes down to it, my career has mostly been in the military, either in, in uniform or on the civilian side, prior to me commissioning in the Navy, um, I was a civilian intelligence officer with the Defense Intelligence Agency. And both with uh, DIA and with the Navy, they've stationed me all over the world. I was with European Command over in England during COVID. I was down in Central Command. I've even been uh, out to Hawaii for a number of years uh, with Pacific Command, the uh, PACOM that's going on over there. Um, but before, prior to that, you know, I was uh, I was in academia for a while. I did my undergraduate, my grad school, and then my postgrad uh, in nuclear war strategy, uh, PhD studies over at King's College in London. And then, yeah, from there, I just went straight into uh, to working with uh, with DOD. That was, that's the way that my life's been so far. Tell us a little bit about you personally. Married, single, children. So I'm not married. I was married to the military is the way that I like to describe this. And and so uh, actually, my dad just retired a few years ago. He was in for 27 and a half years uh, in the military. So and actually, my my family goes back in terms of military service all the way back to, to the American Revolution. So I don't have a Lieutenant Dan situation going on in terms of you know, a family member dying in each each battle or each war that the Americans have had. But uh, I believe if, if memory serves, I had a, a distant relative, um, a distant grandfather, if you will, uh, die as a result of the War of 1812. So that's the only that's the only Lieutenant Dan situation I have in my family for the most part. Tell us a little bit about you outside of politics. What's your favorite hobby? So I actually really like tinkering on my truck. I've got a 2018 uh, Chevy Colorado that I just love tinkering with, and it, it actually broke my heart. A few years ago, I had a I had a 1979 Camaro that I got to you know get all over and and to 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 fix that one up. It was just such a wonderful car. It was really sad to to say goodbye to that one, but it was just taking too much time and too much uh, too much effort to keep it maintained. Um, but no, I, I enjoy tinkering with my cars. I enjoy you know getting getting out to the gym, that sort of thing, staying active and staying physical that way. Yeah. When you get to Washington, what would be the first committee you would like to be a part of? Armed services is certainly top of my list. Um, and that, because that was the catalyst 
for me getting involved here because the, the way that I have seen, you know, I love the military. I love the people in the military. These are my brothers and sisters. And my dad served for, for his entire career in it. So I got to grow up in that life and to see how the military, it's, it's not just coming from the White House. The problems that the military are facing are, inter- are internal and they're institutionalized. Now, for example, the, the military has no idea where $500 billion of its $850 billion budget is spent. It has no idea. It doesn't keep track of it. That is 60% of its budget. Wow. And from, from my perspective, that is waste, fraud, and abuse. That's corruption. And if, if uh, Russia and Ukraine have taught us anything, I think that it has taught us that Russia being the perfect example of what happens when corruption permeates your defense sector. Prior to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Everyone thought that Russia was the second most powerful country in the world, and now they're struggling to retain a sliver of territory next door. I don't want that to be us. I don't Tell want to everybody. Send... We have to get to a hard commercial. Tell everybody yep. where they can reach out to you. Yes, my, absolutely. My website is votemjs.com, uh, and my Twitter is votemjs as well, and my Facebook is Matt Shoemaker for Congress. Matt Shoemaker, best of luck. I look forward to seeing you. I hope I get invited to your uh, swearing in in January 2025. Would love to have you, Cindy. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Many software projects become successful every year, growing businesses, saving time and money, and providing freedom from stress and frustration. However, not all software projects are successful. Why? What makes software successful? Paying attention to the end-user satisfaction. With JobBase, every software project is a success because every project is built with the end-user in mind. Save time, save money, improve and grow your business. The product is amazing. When I got the finished project, I was so happy with the result. They delivered higher than my expectation. As a project manager at JobBase, we commit ourselves to ensuring that every single product we have will succeed. Visit us at www.jobbase.io. That's www.jobase.io. Or email us at sales at joebase.io. Be the next success story. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today, stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. Are you looking for the perfect gift or simply want to treat yourself? Check out SophieCruzAtelier.com. We carry a chic, highly curated selection of jewelry, bags, accessories, and clothing that will elevate your style. Order now on SophieCruzAtelier.com and have your Sophie goodies in days. Hi, I'm Brianna Cannon. I'm a Texas-based fashion designer making women's accessories, clothing, and shoes. We love to dress multi-generations, head to toe, 
Our entire motto is making the world a prettier place, one sparkly accessory at a time. We have seasonal products for every major holiday and occasion, and we really just love to make our customers feel pretty and spread joy with our ruffles and bows and rhinestones. You can follow us on Instagram at Brianna Cannon Official. Shop online at BriannaCannon.com. You can follow us on Facebook, and if you're in the Texas area, please come to our retail store in Plano, Texas. We hope to see you soon. Hi, my name is Allie Arts. I have been in the beauty industry for over 25 years. I became a salon owner five years ago when I purchased Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. I had a vision to create a warm, welcoming environment where you can have your hair done, meet great people, and leave feeling wonderful about yourself. Unfortunately, as we all know, that is not always the feeling you get when you walk into salons. Often we feel judged, not good enough, and it's just not what it should be. My goal was to take away those ugly bits of the beauty industry. We have a saying hanging on the wall in the salon, surround yourself with beauty and kindness, and we strive to create that environment and ambiance every day. We are a full service salon offering hair, skin, and nail customizable treatments. There is truly something for everyone. We pride on ourselves of having a multi-generational clientele, And the reason behind this is because I've always been a working mom. It has been important to me to be able to utilize my time in a way that I can get all of my services done as well as my family. What a show. I like to remind everybody that the views of our guest and our sponsors and our commercials are the views of the companies and the people and WGBB Studios and Cindy's Corners Productions is not responsible for the content that they share. I'd also like to remind everybody that you can always listen to our shows, download us, and listen through Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Jewish Podcast out of Jerusalem, and follow my columns that are regularly uh, published through Newsmax Business, The Times of Israel, Israel National News, Your America TV, Reactionary Times, and multiple other outlets. Follow Cindy Gross on Facebook, Instagram, X, and LinkedIn. And you can also follow her various other pages that include Cindy and friends. Please support our sponsors, and our advertisers in our recommendation section of my website. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, you always have a friend at Cindy and Friends.